Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. The following podcast contains... Some kids walk around doing it on purpose all the time. Like what? Some bad kids, they just walk around, they say bad words all the time. Like what? All of them. All the bad words, they say them all the time. Why? I don't know why, you have to ask them. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you put on a clown mask and stood outside that girl's window, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, September 30th, 2016. Pogo the Clown is coming to town. Edition of the show where we put politics aside and talk about all these fucking clowns. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Creepo the Clown. For six decades, Creepo has inhabited your child's dreams, manifested at parties, summer camps, sleepovers, and the shadows of their closet. Creepo the Clown specializes in the twisted caricatures of living flesh formed in non-Euclidean shapes accompanied by the shrill shrieking of rubberized flesh upon rubberized flesh. Does your child like magic? Creepo can make them disappear. Both you and your child will wonder how that was done. Look out for Creepo's crazy clown van parked outside your house late, late at night. If you would like to book Creepo for your child events or just have him appear in your home, stare into the mirror and say Creepo the Clown three times and wait for the knock on your door. Clowns are reportedly terrorizing a town in South Carolina. Police in Greenville County are creeped out after several claims of a clown or clowns trying to lure children into the woods. According to a police report, children told officers clowns had displayed large amounts of money. The children also said the clowns lived in a house located near a pond at the end of a man-made trail in the woods. Police have gone to the house but have not been able to find any clothing or anything that indicates someone lives there. Police are taking these reports seriously, but the sightings are still unconfirmed. There are increased patrols in the areas where clowns are said to have been spotted. I know a lot of things happened in the election this week. I mean, just Monday, the tangerine taffeta twit showed 100 million Americans just how qualified he was to be president. So also for the first time in weeks, I'm not actually worried about being him being elected. This frees me up to talk about a story lingering in the collective psyche of the American people. Fucking clowns. You may not know this because you have a life, a family, presumably your job does not involve hours of randomly reading news articles on the internet, but there's a genuine clown panic going on in America right now. It's hard to pin down the origin of Clownpocalypse 2016, but as near as I can tell, the first stories began in late July to early August in Greenville, South Carolina, a town of 60-odd thousand people in the northwestern corner of the state. Multiple reports of clowns standing at the edge of a wooded parcel of land who were attempting to lure children into the aforementioned woods with money and candy came into the local sheriffs. The story, as it went, said the clowns tried to get the children down a man-made path through the woods to an abandoned house. Look, this is getting really creepy. Oh, it's going to get a lot worse. What happens next will shock you. 
Or maybe it won't because the police investigated the house and found no signs of occupancy or that anyone had been in the house since it was foreclosed in during the Bush collapse of 2007. Actually, I just made that part up to toss a nasty cheap shot on W. I got politics inside me like a clown gets inside a struggling little... Circus. Need help, bro. You fucking need help! These creepy-ass clown sightings spread out of Greenville in the weeks that followed. My Facebook feed simply filled up with southeastern Tennessee relatives passing on stories of clowns appearing in strange and disturbing places all across the South. Graveyards. Old houses. Walmart. Piggly Wiggly. Translation for Northerners, Piggly Wiggly is an actual grocery store chain across the southern United States. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's a real thing. By mid-September, clowns were appearing in head roads and garden shed up and down the I-95 corridor and as far west as Colorado. But to be honest, they smoke a lot of weed out there, so I wouldn't take those too seriously. Typing in clown sightings to the Google machine brings a plethora of news stories about the wave of pervy Pagliacci's appearing in small southern towns like UFOs in the 1970s. Within the past 24 hours, clown sightings occurred in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, Virginia, and those were just the ones that made the news. Social media is on fire with clowns. I hate that clown. Easy. It is a perfect storm of actual events, latent fears, and public paranoia. It's the sort of story that couldn't exist without Facebook and Twitter. I mean, the Lancaster Eagle Gazette circulation in 2011, around 10,000 daily readers, though you know it's a lot less now, published an article on the 27th of September titled, How to Handle Rumored Clown Sightings. Is that why you became a journalist? Then you get to ask all the questions? I know when I took that class in J school about reporting clown stories, it seemed like a really crazy idea. I'm lying. I didn't actually go to journalism school. The lead of the article being, do not confront any clowns you may see in the area, police say. I did not need to be told that. In fact, I'm probably going to be too busy screaming to help him at all. Don't think I'm just picking on the poor Lancaster Eagle Gazette. Ohio's Buckerus Telegraph Forum, circulation 3,470, ran this piece, Clown Sightings Reported Throughout Region, with the actual line in the article, if they're holding a weapon, then call 911 and don't approach the clown. That's good to know. Good to know. I know I'm picking on the little guys, the local coupon carriers, but the big kids on the block are running with these creepy Claire Bells as well. NPR, the New York Times, the Washington Post, even the BBC ran stories about this rash of lurking trailer park harlequins, each of whom lays out details and terse sentences without editorial or speculation on the nature of such phenomena. And I think when you've got an epidemic of freaky-ass clowns infesting real America, you really should come up with some kind of explanation for it. You can't say, oh yeah, clowns, that shit just happens from time to time, because apparently it does. I mean, it happened two years ago in Bakersfield, California, where over 20 reports of the Wasco clown landed a 14-year-old boy in jail, all because he put on a clown max and acted all creepy. But to be fair, if you've ever been to Bakersfield, this is the only thing you can do to break up the monotony of being in such a god-awful place. Like most American horror stories, this one started across the pond in the UK when the small English town of Northampton was terrorized for an entire month by a maniacal makeup-wearing man who would suddenly appear and then just stand there. What else? What else? That's really just it. He just stood there being a clown. 
and come to find out the Northampton clown was just some 22-year-old guy who was dressing as a clown and running a Facebook page, oddly enough named the Northampton Clown Facebook page. Yeah, that, that makes sense. He also, and this might shock you, made a documentary film shortly before the clown standings started. Not that this was the end of the clown rampage in the UK, which not even the Brexit has managed to stem. This very week, a cross-dressing clown robbed a co-op store, assaulting employees and making off with liquor and nine boxes of Lambert, Butler, and Windsor fags. That's offensive! Oh, jeez, we just did this joke last week. I mean, come on, that's what they call cigarettes in the UK. Still, there's no evidence this current spate of clown presences are linked to a movie or social media account. I mean, sure, the Stephen King classic It is being remade, but that's being filmed in Toronto, so it's pretty unlikely you've got clowns wandering off the set and into people's backyards. It's also possible it's just some pre-Halloween chicanery as young dudes decide to get into the seasonal spirit by donning heavy clothes and a thick rubber mask in the late August heat and try to lure children into the woods in the most heavily armed parts of the entire country. Yeah, that's probably not the case, because you're going to get your ass shot if you do something like that. So that leaves us with the inescapable conclusion that large groups of clowns are now roaming the dark and deserted post-apocalyptic wasteland that is Middle America. Fuck your zombie shows. This shit just got real. If Stephen King is freaking out, you know you've got a problem. People are getting arrested, and in breaking news sent to us from listener Amanda in Astoria, Oregon, the Shriners are pulling out of parades because of this. Al-Qaeda, North Korea, Republicans, Shriners, balding men that work out. These are not people you want to fuck with, so if they're upset, we got problems. I'm not trying to mock cholerophobia. Never been able to figure out why clowns were ever a thing in the first place. You got a grown-ass man in big-ass shoes, weird hair, fucked-up face, and a funny voice. Dude, that sounds like my boy Fred I hung out with in the Air Force. All Fred did was drink Bushlight and play Nintendo. I liked Fred, but I was pretty sure he would kill me if he ever got the chance. I feel the same way about clowns, and I'm not alone. What's the matter? You don't like clowns? No. No, I don't like clowns. You know, they say calorophobia is an irrational fear of clowns. Motherfucker, I read Stephen King's It when I was a kid, so my fear of clowns is as rational as water being wet and fire being warm. Do they smoke? Oh, yes. They float. They float. And when you're down here with me, you... Does John Wayne Gacy ring a bell? Irrational fear of clowns. Clowns are fucking freaky. And if you're a grown man wearing a clown costume for any reason, going around scaring people like that, you know how people feel about clowns. This ain't 1950 with your bozo ass on television every Friday afternoon when school lets out. You're fucking wrong. Now, cops have arrested these costume freaks, and they all share a universal trait. They're white men under the age of 30 who say they're doing it for the lols. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I don't really care. I'm gonna get the fuck up out of here. This shit, I'm out. The men all said they never attempted to lure any children, never displayed a weapon, and the only thing they did was appear in public dressed as a clown. I, for one, believe them. After all, these guys actually fucking turned off the Xbox, got off the couch, found their clown mask, and left the houses for the first time in the week. 
But there's no way these lazy shits had the energy to actually try and lure a child into the woods. Based on what I can see, they wouldn't know what to do with him when they got there. They'd probably jump on their heads to see if they shit gold coins or something. I think there's something deeper going on here. Something more sinister. Something to quote the sort of people who like these stories the most. Something is going on here. Let's examine the facts. To date, these clowns resided in South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, Alabama, Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Wisconsin. There's something about those states that seems familiar. My God, the correlation between Trump and the clown states. Uh, I promised I wasn't going to do politics tonight. Look, that's a cheap and mean-spirited joke, and while I am no in no way better than that, it isn't what I'm angling towards, because beneath the very logical fear of the makeup and giant foam noses... There lies something darker, something even more sinister. Beware of the midgets. They're taking over the world. Hey, Gavin, Gavin, look, we're not doing that, all right? If you want to work through your own phobias and neuroses, get your own podcast, all right? All right? It's It's International Podcast Day. Just take a microphone and record something. Not that hard. Apparently any drunk idiot can have one of these things. So no, not the midgets, but the deep-rooted fear of social progress and change that lurks in the hearts of white Americans. Because this clown thing is way white. Not that black people aren't afraid of clowns, but I suspect it's probably for different reasons. I mean, if you're a black guy and you see a guy with a really white face and mask and baggy clothes, you're probably looking around for a flaming cross or something. But that's just regular-ass white people. This current clown frenzy is rooted in the whitest parts of America. You know, the kind of places I'm talking about, where dinner at Applebee's is a fine dining experience. The sort of towns with one Starbucks and 14 different Baptist churches. The kind of locale where people say things like, I thought Rush was really on point when he said that, and they say it without a trace of irony. The kind of place where... Where a large group of white people are hitting it hard? Yeah, like an Arby's, but bigger. I mean, white folks are freaking out right now for a lot of reasons. The head white guy is a bloated orange racist whose brain is a salad shooter for hate and fear, and white people are feeling that. Not all of us. Some of us, I assume, are good people. But even those of us who are not down with a tangerine scream are feeling the pressure. And like most white folks, rather than deal with our issues, we decided to drum up a good old-fashioned panic. It's not the good kind, like at the disco. It's more like the satanic panic of the 1980s and early 90s. Bear with me here, because I do have a plan for this, and it's not just a segue into Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, right. Back in the 1980s, people actually believed that Satanists Devil worshippers. I mean, real ones. Not this guy. I'm excited to see my lord and savior Baphomet represented in such glorious Italian stone. I do hope his eyes gaze upon me and that my allegiance is recognized. I don't know. Notice me, senpai. Notice me. We're trying to lure their children into the bowels of El Diablo. Devil worshippers were everywhere in the music. Though in all honesty, the devil is the only possible explanation for some of the terrible fucking music that came out of heavy metal bands. I know this because I was listening to them. This is not to mention how, yes, Dungeons and Dragons was teaching children black magic and educating us on how to lead a black Sabbath, something that Ozzy Osbourne could never quite figure out. But the real problem was, Satanists were using children in black masses, they were being sexually abused, and some of them were being abducted and murdered. And by some of them, I mean none of them whatsoever, because it was all in the minds of freaked out white people, and I think it was because of the AIDS crisis. 
No, seriously, I'm not making a joke. By 85, the start of the satanic panic, the AIDS crisis had reached into the heart of middle America. Not literally, but it was on the news every night, and it caused two basic reactions in straight white people. The first was fags were icky and AIDS was a punishment for being a fag. And the second was fags are icky and I hope one of them doesn't leave AIDS on the bathroom seat and give it to me because then people will think that I am a fag. This is what people actually believed in 1985. But there was also a mounting social pressure to see gay people as, you know actual human beings. There was compassion for the deaths of so many of the aforementioned human beings, and it conflicted with our desire to dehumanize these people. So rather than deal with that conflict, we created an entirely fictional and utterly stupid panic about something unrelated in every way so we could fixate on that. After all, there wasn't a disease killing off Satanists, and no one actually knew a Satanist because they don't fucking exist, but most of us at least have a cousin we were pretty sure is gay, and we don't want Tim to die of AIDS. It is a good thing my family doesn't listen to this show. By the time the satanic panic finally died down in 94 or 95 and everyone realized there never were any devil worshippers out there in the weeds and we'd actually ruined people's lives with this crazy fucking witch hunt, the same thing was happening to the AIDS crisis. I mean, oh yeah, people were still dying, but straight white people weren't freaking out as bad. I mean, we all saw Philadelphia in 1993. And just like now, if Tom Hanks tells straight white people that something is okay and they should be concerned about it, that's good enough for everyone. Right, so what's the big deal? There's millions of clowns. Right, so here's the clever bit. I find that hard to believe. Keep pushing, Gavin. See what happens. Amanda in a story would take your job in a heart. The clown panic of, mu- of 2016 is a much smaller version of the satanic panic brought on by the fear of minorities and immigrants on the one hand and the disgust with the racism and the sheer stupidity of the Trump campaign on the other. White folks are spooking themselves up again because they know this Trump thing is shitty and bad and it's wrong to dehumanize people because they have at least a cousin who's either a minority or is married to a minority or, hey, maybe even a cousin who they're pretty sure is gay married to a minority. And sure, there are young white dudes out there who are dressing up like clowns and acting creepy because it's funny. That's a real thing happening. The cops have arrested one or two or three of them But the low-grade clown panic creeping through the social media, that's classic for moral panic. Who are these clowns? Why are they here? What do they want? Does anything really, does anyone or anything really think clowns are funny? They don't. The same can be asked about immigrants. Who are these people? Why are they here? What do they want? Does anyone really think more taco trucks are a bad thing? They don't. Maybe my thesis is a little oversimplistic, and probably is, but it's clear the clown thing is symptomatic of a deeper issue in the consciousness of the people because these clowns are appearing before the entire class of people who are really worried about things like immigrants and minorities. After all, I live in a city of 8 million people, and creepy-ass clowns are a fact of life in certain areas of New York. You cannot walk through Greenpoint or Bushwick without some fucking clown opening up an artisanal mayonnaise store or pretending they're trapped inside an invisible box, and you don't see us calling the cops. We got actual dudes without masks whipping out their dicks in public. We just take pictures of them on their phones, and then we go on to work. We don't stress about it. But out in the hinterlands, where people are nervous about all this change, worrying about the influx of taco trucks, their fears are manifesting as a guy in white face paint, huge shoes, a red rubber nose, and giant purple hair. 
Jesus, I am freaking me the fuck out right now talking about it. So you know what? Just relax, white people. Not every clown sighting is Pogo the Clown coming to town. That was John Wayne Gacy, by the way. He dressed up as a clown and killed a bunch of little boys. It's the, actually the only time a clown has ever murdered anyone, as far as anyone knows, except for it in the sewers. And I think Fred that I hang out with in the Air Force. I, I, he wasn't a clown, but I think he might have murdered someone. In fact, chances are it's just a bunch of white dudes being white dudes. And when a white masked dude is only trying to scare other white people, I actually think that's some kind of progress. (laughs) That is it for our show this week. We are always happy to reference the satanic panic in this show. We want you to know that it wasn't Dungeons & Dragons that made us worship the devil. It was the heavy metal albums we bought with the money we made from selling our Dungeons & Dragons books because our moms made us to. That made us worship Satan. True story. If you would like to pledge your field to the Dark Master, you can start by leaving this show a rating and reviewing on iTunes and Stitcher. It helps other disciples of Beelzebub find their ways to our Sabbat. If you would like a daily affirmation to, of our devotion to the Lord of Lies, you can find that at the Hell underscore podcast on Twitter or even the show name on Facebook. All of the shows are at the show name on SoundCloud and at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For me, Dave Bledsoe, the terrified of being fired because Amanda in a story is going to take his job, producer Gavin. It's okay, buddy. You can come out from the show. Come out from there. We can talk about midgets later on and all the other fictional clowns on this show we want to say we was walking on the ground and it didn't make a sound but when we turned around we saw a fucking clown it was here in town kill it kill it kill it kill the fucking clown sorry i really hate clowns we'll see you all next week when i came to it i found he showed me something that was brown so we became great friends and late in life he got sick I gave him some soup but he got worse it asked for its purse it got it but it was empty so it cried a plenty I wondered what to do I didn't know what to think so I got a drink and then I showed it something that was round then it died, smiled fell on the ground looking back about those days with the clown I get teary eyed and and really snide I think that deep down I hated that clown but not as much as Mr. Farr. I'm gonna go smoke a cigar. Seltzer Kings. Podcasts.